The peace of our Lord be with you. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Every time the lectionary asks the church throughout the world to read those words from today's gospel lesson, we get to watch while Jesus does then what the church does now. Just as Jesus sent Jesus' first friends into the world, then so the church sends us into the world now. But not without first preparing us within these walls for the world which waits beyond these walls. Here at Northminster, the annual mentor pilgrimage, which Bess and Marcia, Will and Chris, Andrew and Christian, Chesley and Monica are completing today is an important part of that lifelong work of the church to prepare us within these walls for the world which waits beyond these walls. That kind of spiritual formation does not happen all at once or once and for all, but little by little, week after week, year upon year, in Sunday school, atrium, girls of grace, and guys four, five, six, at Bible camp, word search Wednesdays, and passport kids, on children's retreats and mission projects, at worship class, play dates, and book studies, in the mentor class, which best Will, Andrew, and Chesley have just completed, and soon in the youth house, which they are about to enter. Not to mention the countless little conversations with church folk, which happen in the parking lot and hallways almost every week. Will, Bess, Chesley and Andrew, when I was exactly your age, I remember one Sunday morning in the hallway at Log Cabin Baptist Church on Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia, where I grew up. I was standing at a water fountain. I don't know what month it was, but I remember it was a really hot day and I was just standing there getting a drink of water the man who went to church there came up to me. His name was Charles Hartness. I'm sure he's long, long dead by now because it's been over 50 years ago. 
Mr. Harkness had big, big shoulders and a flat top haircut with a lot of butch wax in it and made it stand straight up. <laughs> Painted houses for a living. Just walked up to me at the water fountain, water cooler, and he said, son, I've been watching you. He said, you are a very clumsy and awkward boy. And then he said, but I see something in you. I think you might be one of those late bloomers. <laughs> and he said, so be patient with yourself because I think you might amount to something someday. And he walked away. It's been 54, 53 years. And I remember it today like it was yesterday. Kind of gave me a little hope about myself. <laughs> and that's how lives get formed and shaped in church. Through every planned, budgeted program and activity we have. And in those countless conversations the parking lot and the hallway, the church, little by little, helping to shape and form all of our lives for God and the gospel. All of us together calling forth that which is deepest and best in one another, helping each other within these walls, yet ready for the world which waits beyond these walls. Bess, Will, Andrew, and Chesley, we wish we could send you out into the world with an airtight guarantee of protection from the hardest and worst that life can bring. But needless to say, even the most faithful lifetime lived in the care of the church cannot build a bubble of protection around any of our lives. However, while a lifetime lived in the care of the church cannot promise us protection from life's most difficult moments, a lifetime lived in the care of the church can promise us strength for life's most difficult moments. It is as though there is a container somewhere down there in our souls. Something like a sort of spiritual bucket, a reservoir, which gets filled with the kind of truth which can give us strength and hope, courage and clarity just when we need it most the reservoir of our soul filled with the kind of truth we all hear over and over, week after week, year after year, in every corner of the church at the corner of Ridgewood and Eastover. The truth, for example, 
that God is with us no matter where we go or what we face. The truth that every person in the entire human family is a child of God who bears the image of God. The truth that God calls us all to treat all others exactly the way we want all others to treat us. The truth that in the life of Jesus we get our clearest glimpse of who God is, how God acts, and what God wants. And that in the death of Jesus we see most fully the relentless, boundless, all-in, all-out, stop-at-nothing love of God. And that in the resurrection of Jesus we find our ultimate hope, the ultimate and incurable hope, that this is God's work. And in God's work, the worst thing that happens is never the last thing that happens. Because in God's work, God gets the last word. And if the last word said is going to be God's, then this side of the grave or the other, the last thing done is going to be good. A lifetime lived in the care of the church fills the reservoir of our soul with that kind of truth, preparing us for those moments in life when we will need to be able to reach down into the reservoir and come back up with something that will give us the strength and courage we need. The strength we need to go through some great sorrow we did not get to go around. The courage we need to sit down with and stand up for the same people Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if Jesus was here. The church helping us to get ready for those moments of decision in life when, as one wise soul once said, courage is doing the right thing even when you're scared to death. Those moments will come. No one can say when or how, but they come to us all at some time or another. And when they do, those of us whose lives have been formed and shaped by the church have a reservoir of truth into which we can reach our lives rooted in, centered on, and anchored by the kind of truth which we have heard so often in church that it has become the muscle memory of our soul. The church, slowly, slowly filling the reservoir of our soul 
with the kind of truth which will help us to live lives of kindness and courage, truthfulness and goodness, empathy and integrity, mercy and grace out there in the world to which Jesus first sent the church and the church now sends us. Amen. As we come to the close of this hour of worship,